recording now. So. All right, we are back on the Project X podcast. We are getting ready to start part two of our look at the year 1984. I am Alan Smith, along with I am Big Dave, and you can hear our coffee in the background. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, got that second pot brewing. That's right. So uh, it takes a little juice to keep this thing going. Yeah, well, you know, we we are definitely uh, fueled by coffee. Uh, coffee whereas, and hate. 20 years ago, we might have been fueled by other substances. <laughs> oh, no. No. Don't talk no. about the past. Yeah. Oh, but that's... that's all we do on here. What are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway, like I said, we are part two of our uh, in-depth look at pop culture of 1984. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about movies this time. And my God, is the, the movie list here... <sighs> I started making. Th- this was where I started when I when I first started thinking this would be a good topic. Okay, and it just kept going and going and going and going and, and going. going. And and I didn't even like look up who won the Oscar, you know, and all that kind of stuff this year. I, I just started looking at the movies themselves that was released and how many of them still does, to this day. Does anybody still watch the Oscars? I don't know. I Apparently don't know. not, especially considering this year nobody watched them. I mean, it was. Uh, uh, nobody watched them this year. Okay, I'm going to start this episode mm-hmm. just like we started the last episode. Okay. Uh, talking about John Hurt and the movie <laughs> 1984, 1984 because the mo- the John Hurt version of 1984 was released in 1984. Um, apropos, apropos yeah. you know, it's... Uh, so I'm going to, you know, this... Uh, Michael Radford was the mm-hmm. director in the screenplay. John Hurt, Richard Burton was in this. Mm-hmm. Susanna Hamilton was in this. Uh, Cyril Cusack was mm-hmm. in this. I've seen this movie. It's been a... I was probably in high school. I remember us watching it while we were yeah. reading it. But I have not seen it since then, so it's been a little while. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. It's That's probably my favorite version of, of yeah. 1984 See, in film version. I'm a big fan of Orwell in general. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Animal Farm and you know that kind of stuff. It's, I, I, granted, you know, when it was written... Like what's fifty two something like that? It was written yeah, in the early fifties, like you yeah. know, and so it's one of those things that, like, obviously, you know, his his point of reference for a lot of stuff is different than the modern day. I mean, we're talking yeah. seventy years now. Well, he know? was he was looking at communist Russia exactly. That's that what that point. entire thing was about was about the communists. Well, communism is not as big of a threat now as it was then. Uh, not no, as big. It's still it's still a threat. Obviously we have communist China, you know, but it's Well, Vene- you've seen and Venezuela that. and and Cuba still, you yeah. know, but but it's not like it was. I mean, cuz that, that that was the you know, once the Soviet Union fell in in you know, 19 it was a C it finally fell in what 92, 91, 92, somewhere around in there. Yeah. Um, you know, after a series, you know, the wall coming down in 89 and different stuff like that. But it was one of those things that once that fell, communism kind of took a back seat to everything else. All right, let's you know? change the subject because we said no politics. <laughs> well, but, but but that's talking about 1984. You know, well, I mean, that's yeah. the whole, you know, so it was, like, it was a look at the Cold War. Exactly. Absolutely. The beginnings of it, yeah. quite honestly, you know, like where, where this could wind up, where it could wind up one day. Yeah. Uh, uh, my last political thing the funny thing is to see how the tides have changed on that <laughs> and so anyway uh, yeah we're going to talk about movies uh, there will be some politics in this because of some a couple of movies that came out yeah this that's, year, true. You know? that's true that's uh, true but um, 
I'm gonna before we we I'm gonna I'm gonna do a rundown of the top ten grossing movies. Yes, of the please year. do uh, highest grossing films of 1984. You want to start at ten or one? So let's start at ten and okay. let's do it like a Casey Kasem thing. Number ten. This is Casey Kasem and number ten. <laughs> number ten with a domestic gross of uh, just under seventy million dollars. Splash by Disney. Ooh, now, Splash. Splash is back in the news again. I guess you've heard about this. Yeah, because Disney, Disney has, Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus is, has it on its platform, but it's gone through and done some selective editing. It basically, digital, it digitally added hair over top of Daryl Hannah's bare butt. Yes. And so I understand <laughs> why they did it, okay? Because Disney Plus is a family platform okay i yeah. get it okay i get that but all puns aside yeah all puns aside <laughs> it's dumb I, at first if they if they had that big of an issue with it they shouldn't have put it up there yeah or they should put it behind some kind of hey there's a not a Actually, adult had- only but a look this is a pg you have to you know some kind of parental parental Actually, thing I, I so. have i have wondered about that because they've got it, it wouldn't be that hard to do to mm-hmm. separate it out into like an a no like a age appropriate area. Absolutely, it wouldn't be that hard. Right. And with Disney Plus having both kid movies mm-hmm. and having stuff on there like Avatar, the Avengers, and the Avengers. Well, didn't they take out something from Avatar also? Yeah, I think like they the, did. the joining of the, the yeah. braids or whatever. I was like, that's dumb. Yeah, that I mean, obviously we well, know what they're doing, but that that just yeah, I, and, and the fact that they've completely tried to erase the history on Song of the South, they've been trying to do that for forty years yeah. though. So I mean, that's a uh, uh, do you mean quick aside on that? While we've been alive, yeah, Song of the South has played in theaters twice, yeah, two different times. Once in nineteen eighty, and do you want to take a guess when the last time it came through was actually played in a wide release in theaters? It was somewhere in the 2000s no. or something. What, what? It was in the 80s. Still. Was it in the 80s? Mm-hmm. 1986. Okay. Which, that's still like having that. And, and I don't want to, again, I don't want to get into the politics of Song of the South, you know, of everything. I remember, but I remember going and seeing it in the theaters. Probably, yeah. it probably would have been in 80. Uh, yeah, I probably. Say. Yeah. Uh, I, might, I may have seen it in 86, but I think it was now because I would have been 12. There's no, I wouldn't have gone then. So probably 80. I remember seeing it in the theaters. Yeah. Um, but to, to think that that movie still got, especially with as much controversy as by then it had yeah. on it, that it still got a release in 1986. It's kind of like, wow. <laughs> anyway, that's our, our Disney aside. But yeah, so Disney uh, uh, blurred or uh, digitally in, um, edited, edited uh, Splash, uh, which was the number 10 movie. All right, what was number nine? Number nine. Disney, stop it. Just let them play. Well, that's the only Disney movie on here. Thank goodness. Number nine. With a domestic gross of $76 million was Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. What do you think about Star Trek III? Search for Spock was okay. I liked it. I remember going to the theater and I, seeing it. I I have more memories of Wrath of Khan mm-hmm. because we had some... Because of what happens at the end of it. Well, one, because of what happens at the end of it. But two, because 
in the town we were living in, there was still a drive-in theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some friends, some family friends grabbed me and my two sisters and put us in our pajamas mm-hmm. and borrowed mom's station wagon, laid all the seats down. Oh, yeah. And picked up snacks at the store and went to the drive-in theater, backed the car in, and watched it in our mm-hmm. pajamas in oh, the yeah. back of the car oh, yeah. at the drive-in theater. But Search of Spock was... It was good. Yeah. It was good. I mean, that's now the one I where know, they go back in time to save the whales. Yeah, um, part four. See, that's the thing is that, that like the the really big Star Trek fans always talk about the every other movie. Yeah, and they talk about that starting with two, where they're like, you know, the first one's not that good, but the Wrath of Khan is really good. Yeah, and the Search for Spock is not that good, but the Voyage Home is really good, which is the one with the whales. And no, I'm like, no, it's no, not. It's not. Uh, I would take I would take the Search for Spock over the Voyage Home any day yeah. of the week. Um, I would take any of them. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, well, maybe not the first. The first one's pretty rough. (laughs) (laughs) The motion picture's really rough. So I don't know if you tried watching it lately. Anyway. (laughs) Not um, not lately. Number eight with a domestic gross. uh, Oh, this is fun. It had a domestic gross of 76 million. Also, it beat Star Trek by about $100,000. Okay. Like, seriously. uh, Star Trek. Three was seventy six million four hundred seventy one thousand and seventy six dollars. Okay. <clears throat> Number eight, which was Romancing the Stone. Oh, great movie. Seventy six million five hundred seventy two thousand dollars and two hundred and thirty eight and two hundred thirty eight. So the difference, you know, is that. Four hundred seventy-one thousand versus five hundred seventy-two thousand. Yeah. So it basically made one hundred and one thousand dollars more than nice. <laughs> Great movie. Here's what I remember about that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't see it in the theater. Okay, um, but we had some friends of ours that had that paid for HBO. Well, my parents wouldn't pay for HBO. Mm-hmm. So what our friends would do is, well, actually, it was um, friends of my dad. Right. He would actually record stuff off of HBO. On VHS oh, yeah. tape, oh, yeah. and he'd give it to us. Nice, and we would just, you know, we'd watch stuff until we didn't want to see it anymore, mm-hmm. and we'd send the tapes back, and he'd oh, record yeah. something else. And he recorded "Romancing the Stone" off of HBO for us. Nice, and I watched it over you know, and over. "Romancing the Stone" and over soundtrack had a couple of hits off of it. it was Eddie Grant had yeah. the the "Romancing the Stone" like the title track. Yep, and then uh, Billy Ocean had a song on there. Um, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't when the going gets tough because that was for Jewel of the Nile, which was the sequel to this. Yeah, but he had a song on. I can't remember it now off the top of my head. Um, Here's what's funny: is this is a movie that actually introduced me to the Doobie Brothers. Oh, really? Because he's talking. He find they find the pl- the crashed plane, mm-hmm. and he's talking about. And he's like, "Oh man, I can't believe it! The Doobie Brothers broke up," and I was. Looking at mom and dad going, who are the Doobie Brothers? And they're like, uh, you don't know. And so I asked my dad's brother, right. my oh, uncle. Yeah. It's like, who are the Doobie Brothers? She goes, oh, you don't know who the Doobie Brothers yeah. are. Here's a tape of this. Right. It's like, yes. You know, the Doobie Brothers, because I was actually having this conversation the other day about the Doobie Brothers. There are, there are two distinct versions of the Doobie Brothers. Yes. There's the original version. Yep. And then there's the Michael McDonald version. Yep. I would rather do a whole lot of very unsavory things than listen to the Michael McDonald version. <laughs> of, I mean, just no. Uh, yeah, oh, 
It's like it's like a, <laughs> it's 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 just like that. Uh, Him and Joe Cocker. What was it? Nah, I, <laughs> Joe Cocker is. I can. It depends on the song. Uh, but no, Michael McDonald. You know the the forty year old virgin. Yeah, you remember that the whole thing. He's like, I swear to God, if I hear that song one more time, I'm gonna burn this entire store down. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. It's like, oh my yeah. God, that he. His, All right, who's number seven? Uh, hold on, I'm looking. Oh, he's he's got the magic witch box out. I'm, I I want to remember that Billy Ocean song. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he had one on both uh, on both soundtracks. Yep. Uh, I know that the when the going gets tough was on the second one. Yeah, and. Uh, which amazes me that they actually got a sequel out of the first they, one. Well, it was it was so popular. I mean, again, one of the Yo. top ten movies of the year. So, uh, yeah. anyway, so that was number eight. Danny DeVito. Number seven. Seven. With a domestic gross of... That's just gross. 80 million. Yep. It's Footloose. Mm, coffee. Yes. Footloose. Footloose. Kevin Bacon. Yep. John Lithgow. Yep. Can't remember a single. Oh, uh, Michael Penn. Not oh. Michael Penn. Uh, um, the acting brother who it was. Everybody mistakes for the other Penn brothers. It's it's uh, what's it? He's he's gone now. Um, it's Sean Penn. It was Michael Penn. He was, was also Michael in... Penn. Yeah. Um, Footloose. Uh, you know they did a remake of it. Yeah, it was a, terrible. A few years ago. Yeah. It was terrible. I didn't. I didn't. Anytime I hear remake, there are very few times I hear the word remake attached to something that I'm actually interested. See, my wife loves very few. My wife loves this movie, uh, and because I had a wife, I had to watch the remake. remake right? Yeah. So, yeah so. Sorry, honey. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I know it happens. Um, okay, uh, number six uh, at eighty-one million dollars. Yep, Police Academy. That's a great movie. Okay. Police Academy. There was what five movies? I feel like there was five like a hundred. I know that they kept making them and kept making them. There was even a a cartoon. Yeah, there a was Police Academy cartoon. This is one of those movies that if you go back and watch it, there is no way they could ever make this movie today. <laughs> it's, ever. It's almost like a Mel Brooks movie, kind of. But it, it falls into. It falls into the same category with another movie that we'll talk about later that came out this year. Yeah. Of this has just got some really gross stuff in it that that there's no way we could ever make this movie now because we know better. You know, I mean that 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 just there's no way. You know, so people had a thicker skin back then. It wasn't even the thicker skin thing. It was more of the We'll get into it. Okay. We'll, we'll get into it when we start talking about because there, there's one there's one movie on on this that we're going to talk about. Yeah. That. I, yeah. That, that we're going to talk about. So. Um, okay. Number five. Yeah. Ninety million dollar gross would be the Karate Kid. Great movie. Yep. Ralph Macchio, Elizabeth Shue. Yep. Uh, Pat Morita. Yep. You know this is a. Uh, Oh, what's the guy's name? Um, oh, the guy that played Johnny 
Lefkin, uh, what's his name? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Of course, you know, now they've got the um, Cobra Kai. The Cobra Kai. I'm watching know, it. I, I haven't it. watched it yet. I, I need oh, to. Oh, it's really good, actually. I, I've heard nothing but good about it. So it, it's, it, it shows you exactly how whiny Daniel was. Oh, yeah. And how much of a mullet head. Um, oh, absolutely. Johnny. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's a. So anyway, I love the uh, what's his name, the guy that played the sensei from the Cobra Kai, is doing that commercial now. <laughs> yeah. Is it Geico or something or whatever yeah. it is? And it's yeah. Now I've rebranded into Koala Kai. Exactly. <laughs> Remember more mercy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, number four. Yep. And this is a big jump. Okay, uh, Karate Kid made ninety million dollars. Yeah. This one made one hundred and fifty-three million dollars. Okay. This is nineteen eighty-four dollars, which th- that's gonna. Be a little, I'm closer to that's gonna be up there, yeah. You know? Gremlins, Gremlins, such a great Christmas movie, <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's a Christmas movie, I know, I know, I know that and that and Die Hard, I get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> <laughs> not again. Lethal Weapon also, <laughs> yeah, is, is a Christmas movie now, as well as as well as uh, Iron Man three. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But that's Shane Black did both yeah. that one and the Lethal Weapon movie. So okay, um, uh, number three. Okay, so number three. Yeah, uh, one hundred and seventy nine million. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Which people pan as a terrible movie, and I didn't think it was that I, bad. I didn't. I enjoyed I, watching I like that it. one. I'll tell you, this movie had some long-lasting repercussions, though. Um, this was the movie that single-handedly um, started the PG-13 rating. <laughs> uh, because people were like, this is a little too intense for PG. You know, for PG. Yeah. And we would get the first two PG-13 movies this year. Oh, really? They came out the same weekend, and we'll talk about them. So, hmm. uh, number two, this kind of this one, this kind of shocks me a little bit. Okay, okay. about this one one and two placement here. Yeah, okay? number two, two hundred twenty nine million dollars. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. This was the movie of nineteen number two. Yeah, but that's that's what they, they, this kind of shocks me. This is this still is the movie for nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah, and number one, okay, two hundred thirty four million dollars. So there's about a five million dollar difference between the two. It's Beverly Hills Cop. This is when Eddie, actually this is when Eddie Murphy could do this kind of thing. <laughs> this is when a, Eddie Murphy was still Eddie Murphy. Here's the thing this this movie wasn't okay. That doesn't surprise me as much knowing it's Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. because he put this movie out not that long after that wrong. Eight, wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the hottest oh, I know. comedian I mean, He had just come off there. of, you know, Saturday Night Live and, yeah. and all that. And he was. And, and that's... I mean, this was Mr. Red Leather Pants, Eddie I Murphy. Know. I know. Not yeah, Dr. This, Doolittle. No, no, Dr. No, no. Doolittle. This was Eddie not Murphy. family-friendly Eddie Murphy oh, by no. any stretch of the imagination. Matter of fact, you go back and watch, watch Raw... Talk about some stuff that you can't make jokes about oh, today. Yeah. Okay, this, this is, is... <laughs> this is Mr. Eddie Murphy talking to Richard Pryor, telling Bill Cosby to I shut know, up. I know, and have a coke and a smile. You know? Yeah. <laughs> this, and and, and the is, things that we know now about Bill Cosby. <laughs> this is this is this is this is Eddie Murphy talking about a gay Mr. T. Okay, <laughs> or, or or was it, it was Mr. T? No, it was uh, uh it was uh, the Honeymooners. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It was the Honeymooners. That's what it was. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, this is yeah this this was a completely different Eddie Murphy than than what oh yeah a whole generation knows. This now. is this is Mister Banana and the Tailpipe Eddie Murphy exactly, and that did come from this movie. Yep. Okay, <clears throat> those are your top ten for the year. Okay, uh, like I said, Disney has one on there. Paramount one, two, three, four, uh, four movies. Columbia has two. Warner Brothers has two, and 20th Century Fox had one. Those were your your big. So yeah. Paramount was still the the blockbuster film studio. Yeah, at the matter time. of fact, they had Beverly Hills Cop <clears throat> and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, which that's you know right there in the number in the top three. So that's your top ten. Let's talk about some other movies that came out. Okay. Sure. Um, and I, I've just kind of went down through here. I'm I'm, I'm going to start in January. There was re- really okay, you're nothing. Gonna, you're going to start that way, okay? So. Yeah. <laughs> there was really nothing in January to speak of, really. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there's nothing in January that got released in January Hold that's on. worth anything. I can pull, I've got it right here, too. Uh, February is when Footloose came out. It came out on the 17th. Uh, let's see. Footloose, yes. Yep. Then, okay, and that, and that again, that, of course, you have to remember that, that January and February until recently was always a dumping ground. Yeah. I mean, it was, these are the movies that we don't know what to do with, so yeah. we're just going to put them out here. Footloose and Footloose is in that group. At the very end. Yeah. Or it, in the middle of February, Yeah, actually, 17th. So. February 17th. That's actually. funny because there's nothing listed the next two weeks in February. I know. I mean, it's and it, it skips right to March. Which right is, to March. And which we get against all odds. Yep. And Well, all on February 2nd. You this ready? Is, this is Spinal Tap. Well, you had against all odds. You had Repo Man, which was yes, on the 2nd also. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Which, if you have not seen Repo Man. You really you should. You need to see it. It is... Harry Dean Stanton, which God, yep, rest in peace, Harry Dean Stanton, and Emilio, uh, Emilio Estevez. Estevez, and this is, if ever there was a punk rock movie, oh yeah, that was made, it's this one, and and people are like what Repo Man? Why is that? It's like no 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 no, you have to see the movie to understand. Okay, I mean this is yeah, and then. And it's just, and it's a normal movie, normal movie, normal movie, normal movie. And then it takes a twist at the very end of it. Yes, and it's it does. like, where did this come from? This is awesome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But on the same day, you got Against All Odds, Repo Man, This is Spinal Tap, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. Children of the Corn. Is that Children of the Corn? No. Children of the Corn is the ninth. Isn't the, the ninth? Yeah. Okay. That's the next week. My apologies. Yeah. But Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. The mockumentary about a rock band. This, a lot, if you go back and you see people that were in, especially metal bands at the time that this movie came out, they all both love and hate this movie at the same time. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is awesome, but it hits a little too close to home <laughs> of of wow. Even like even like Bono 
talked about them going and seeing it in the edge, just kind of being like hurt for days afterwards <laughs> of, of watching it. Well, this one goes to, to 11. 11. Exactly. You know, that's where, that's where we get that. This one goes to 11 comes from, you yeah. know, it's a, and I didn't see it for a long, a lot of years <laughs> after. It was like, I was in high school and, you know, the thing is that Spinal Tap got back together. Oh yeah, you know, and they did a tour, and they they released an album called "Break Like the Wind," and you know, and it was one of those things that uh, I forgot about. Yeah, that. they even played they even played at Wembley at the Freddie Mercury oh, tribute concert. Oh, that's right, I'd remember? forgotten about that. Uh, and it, what was so funny is that there's there's this great because Metallica has a, a great like documentary called "A Year and a Half in the Life of Metallica." Yeah, and they're they are there. And, you know, this is, they had put out, you know, the Metallica's self-titled Metallica, which we know as the Black Album. Well, in Spinal Tap, this is Spinal Tap, they released Smell the Glove was their album, and it was all black. Yeah. And so there is a a funny scene in that documentary where they're backstage, all the musicians, and the guys from Spinal Tap come up, and uh, Nigel St. Tufflin, is that his name? It's it's Michael Key, uh, Michael... uh, um, uh, what's his name? Is it the lead? Uh, Michael McKeon? Is that his Michael name? Michael McKeon, McKeon, yeah. And he says, he's like, he's like, so I would like to talk to you about the concept of a black album. <laughs> 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 you know? And it is one of those things where like, you know, even the guys, when they, they, they first got the art form, like the art for it, yeah. they made a Spinal Tap joke, you know, like right off the bat, you know? So it's one of those things that this has permeated over the years through, <laughs> it, you know? It's, it's almost become self-fulfilling oh, because it, a lot of bands are, are pulling from the movie itself mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. make kind of a double. Right. And this is also, <laughs> you know, like this was directed by um, Rob Rob Reiner. Reiner. But this is also when we started getting the, um, you know, later we would get uh, Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. And then, you know, you would get Best in Show and uh, oh, Mighty one? Wind. Yeah, Mighty and, Wind. That you know, was and, a great and, which one. is really funny because the in the Mighty Wind, the guys from Spinal Tap play a band and yeah. they, you know, they're, they're a folk band, you know. Um, you know, it was, that's because that's, you, you get, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? The, um I'm, it, it, it's killing me. I can't think of it. You know who I'm talking about. He plays the guitar in the. Uh, he, uh, um, <clears throat> and he did. He directed Waiting for Guffman and A Mighty Wind. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. And, and it's one of the. It's killing me because it's Harry Shearer plays bass. He plays, you know, Derek Smalls. What, what's funny is that Harry Shearer has actually put on the Harry Smalls yeah, character. Derek Smalls, Derek yeah. Smalls character back on. And he's put out like a couple albums. Yeah, I like know. S- I know. Solo albums. It, it's, it's really, it, it's, it, it's yeah, self-perpetuating. This, this, this really laid the, the groundwork for all of those great mockumentaries that we would yeah. see later. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I know I, I didn't think we would talk about this as Spinal Tap so much, but <laughs> Children it is of the Corn. A, Children of the Corn. Kind of, um, I love. I think this is one of the best Stephen King adaptations. I know it's different than the than the Linda short Hamilton story. was Linda in this. This, one. this yeah. is an early Linda Hamilton, um, who will come back up again this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this was. Um, I think this is one of the better Stephen King adaptations. I like it, and I have. I remember reading the the short story. Um, yeah, because that's because it's based on a short story. I think it was in it was Graveyard a, Shift, or it was, it was one in the, one of it was those one of the collections. Yeah, and it's different, but they do a great job in this movie of the anytime that they're driving past all these cornfields, it just has this 
ominous feel to it, even before you know what's going on. There's just something about let me, it. Let me tell you, like, that's eh. cornfields in general. Yeah. I, but they captured it really well. Yeah. So. I lived in Illinois for mm-hmm. seven years or so. And it's literally nothing but corn and soybean and little towns up right, there. Right. Middle of the summer, middle of the night, you're driving around and you get caught between two cornfields. And the weird thing about it is there's no curves in the road. Mm-hmm. When they built the, the road system in Illinois, they gridded they gridded out all the land. It's mm-hmm. a grid. If you get lost, you literally go down a mile, turn right, go down a mile, right. go and you can just cut squares. Yeah. So there really isn't any like landmarks mm-hmm. or places to get directions from. I know it's just like corn for miles. One time. It's I, ominous. <laughs> it's why one, people go crazy in the Midwest. One time I was coming back through Ohio, coming back <laughs> No, home. it doesn't compare. But, well, it, but we, we pulled off because we needed to get gas. Yeah. And I pulled off in this, you know, I was like, oh, well, there's a little town. You know, they're, they're, maybe they'll have gas here or whatever. And it was one of those things. It was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's about like it is today outside where it was, yep. was kind of nice, you know, and sunny and all that kind of stuff. We never saw a single person. Mm-mm. And, but we saw plenty of corn yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff. And even, like, drove into town and was like, there's nobody out here. Yeah. Like, this is, all right, screw it. We'll just go to the, <laughs> we'll go to the next exit. You know, this is. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it gets, even living there, it gets a little creepy at times. Yeah. Okay, so Splash came out this week also. Yep. That was the big release. Here, here's one personally for me. Okay. was when they re-released Pete's Dragon. Because yeah. I remember going to the theater and seeing that. That's like one of my favorite Disney films. Um, I haven't seen that one since I was a kid. Um, it's on Disney Plus. I know it is, and there, there's Uh-oh. they probably edited something out of it. Well, that they've done that with several things, um, <laughs> they, even the stuff we, we haven't. So the next, uh, let's see, that was in. We're still in March. Yeah, and what's funny is that the next week, on the 16th, there's only one movie released. Tank. I know, and I remember that. It's James I Garner. I, I I remember that. That's all I really remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Now, on the 23rd... Police Academy. Police Academy came out. Um, like I said, that that had a long tail that just... Steve Gutenberg, Kim Cattrall, Bubba Smith yep. of football fame, mm-hmm. uh, Donovan Scott, David Graff. Here's the one that's Michael my... Winslow. Michael yeah. Winslow. The amazing... Noisemaker yeah. guy, but you know the thing about it is that after this, you know Bobcat Goldway joined yep. the cast. I think it was in the second Two. one. Yeah, was it, me too. Uh, was it Citizens on Patrol? Is that what it yeah. was? It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. And they, yeah, this had a very long tail, um, and and it's one of those things that no one really talks about anymore. You know, they it's, should. It's a great eh. movie. I think this might actually might be on Disney Plus. I doubt that. I, I would seriously it seems doubt. Like I've, it seems like I've seen it somewhere. I would seriously recently. doubt if... Was it on Netflix, maybe? It, as you were saying, because that's not a Disney... Uh, that's That was a Paramount, wasn't it, or something? I don't know. I'm going to look at Netflix real quick. Go ahead. Keep talking. But so on the is 30th... This, is this one of the one of them that you were talking about that you couldn't do a lot of the jokes now? Oh, absolutely. Like what? Let's get specific. There is a... What's his name? The 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 chief or whoever it is. is a police getting... academy is on Netflix right okay. now. Okay. Okay. And it's 
There's seven of them. Yeah, I think it was something like something ridiculous like that. Like number seven is Mission to Moscow, and I think was it, that number seven. I think okay. it only has a high tower. Yeah, and it's one blonde. of those things. By the time yeah. they got down to the end of it, there was almost nobody. Still the first working. four are pretty good. Um, I know there's what Miami. There was one of them that was like Mission Miami or something like that. There's and let's see here, Citizens on Patrol. There was back in training. No, it was Police Academy, Police Academy 2, their first assignment. First assignment, that's what it was. Police Academy 3, back in training. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. I can't even read that one. One of them was like Miami Beach or something like that. Okay, that's number five. Yeah. Police Academy 6 is City Under Siege. That's what, okay. And then the seventh one was Mission Moscow or whatever. Danny Trejo? Yeah, Danny Trejo was in. That can't be right. Um. Anyways, in the first movie, there is a the 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 captain is giving a, a, a supposed to be giving a speech, and uh, Mahoney is in the podium with a prostitute. Oh, that's right, I'd forgotten about that. And <laughs> it's one of those things that like the prostitute does what prostitutes do. <clears throat> and then not only is this happening in front of a large people, uh, and it's one of those things where he didn't know idea, but then he looks down and he sees Mahoney. So he thinks that Mahoney just did. What, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, that would never fly today uh, for multiple reasons, uh, as well as just some other, there, there were, there were a lot of, of gay jokes and, you know, well, and that's that kind true. of stuff. And anyway, but there's, there's a, there's a bigger one coming on another movie that I have always, always had a problem with. And uh, we'll get there. now also in March. Okay. Gray stroke, great, gray stroke, the legend Graystroke. of Tarzan, Lord, Lord of, the, of Apes. the apes. They have tried so many times to do a Tarzan movie and none of them have ever taken off. No, not even the Disney one did no. that. Like the, the cartoon did that well. Uh, even though Phil Collins won Academy award for that. So. Yeah. For the music or something. I actually really, I remember seeing this one and I, I kind of have a, I remember when it, you know, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. It it wasn't nearly as high profile as the one that had come out prior to this that had Bo Derek. No, you know, that was a big course. That's because she was naked through most of it. You know, well, but yeah. that, you know, uh, the other thing that came out this week was romancing the stone. Yep. Which we've already talked about. Yeah. That's so, a Robert Zemeckis yeah. film, by the way. So we get into April. Okay. Moscow on the Hudson. Have you ever seen this? It's a Robin Williams movie. I don't think so. Okay, and he 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 plays a he's a a Russian immigrant. You okay, know, that's he's living in New York. You know, and kind of stuff. And it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but it is a serious movie. Like this really? was yeah, this was a serious Robin Williams movie, <laughs> um, and did pretty well. You know, um, supposed to. I mean, like, I, I remember him. You know, them talking about him possibly being nominated for an Academy Award for this, which really? I don't think he was, but it's a, um, hmm. let's see what else up the Creek. I remember that it was a comedy. It was, I uh, don't remember that one. Uh, where the boys are 84. I remember don't when remember that came that out, one. it was kind of a remake because that was an old sixties movie where the boys are. Yeah. And, um, uh, Iceman. Okay. No, oh, wait, you skipped one. Oh, sorry. Friday, Friday the 13th, the, 13th, the, the final, final chapter, chapter, which yeah. was on my list of, of, this is the one that where it was supposed to be it, you know, yeah. but this is number four. four, number four. Yeah. And Corey Feldman. Yep. You know, this is uh, uh, that the character that he played. I can't remember his character's name, but he shows up in three different movies. He's in this one. He's in five also, which 
we'll yeah. talk about. And we've already talked about that one. And then he shows up in the beginning of six, and I think he's killed right yeah. off the bat or something. But it's one of those things where it's like that's one of the few characters that has made it through more than me. Yeah. Because it's one of those things, generally what would happen in those movies is whoever made it through the first one died early in the second one. Oh, way early yeah, in the second and, one. And I mean, like... And, or but, the next one or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was... But but it was just one of those things where it was like, okay, this is, you know... Yeah. Whereas he made it through three films on this one, which is amazing in and of itself. Yeah. So Now, we actually talked about... Um, the worst of in slasher yeah, movie. Yeah. So go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah. Guys. No, number that, five was on my list. That was, so, yeah. so. <laughs> I think it was on both of our yeah. lists. Okay. Actually. Iceman. You ever seen Iceman? I honestly don't think so. I saw it uh, years and years and years ago when, you know, it hit VHS and basically it's about, they, they find a frozen caveman and they thaw him out and he comes back to life. Mm. And uh, it's a it's a serious movie. I mean, it's not like Encino Man or anything like that. I was going to say, yeah, it's not like Encino. Oh, I noticed uh, Danny Glover's in this one. And uh, I I, like again, haven't seen it since I was a kid. But you know, it is one of those things where it's kind of a yeah. What do we do? You know, we we can't just throw him into the to the real the the modern world, you know, type stuff. And it's yeah. Anyway, he's probably going to die quick from all the diseases yeah, he hasn't built an immunity it, it to. Do, anyway. It doesn't have a happy ending. So, yeah. um, okay, so we get past that and we get into the 20. No, nothing no, there. Nothing there. We're going into May. May. You finally get May. May 4th. Breaking. Breaking. We got two significant releases here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, um, several significant here. Really? In May? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about this week. Oh, just this week. Just this week. We got two breaking. Yeah, breaking. Okay. This was a. It was a breakdancing film. It, it was about because breakdancing was huge in 1984. Absolutely. Okay, uh, but the other thing is this is a Canon Films movie. Okay. Okay. You're you're familiar with Canon Films? Not a whole lot. Okay. So go ahead and educate. There me. is a wonderful documentary that's called Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Films story. Okay. Because. <clears throat> and they're the they are the film company that did this, of course, break into. Yeah. They did um they basically did most of the Chuck Norris movies in the eighties. Oh, okay. They did It means I've seen a lot of their they, <laughs> their stuff. they did the uh the Charles Bronson movies in the eighties, Death Wish. Oh yeah. You know, actually not Death Wish, but like two and three, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. They did the Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. It gets better. They're the ones that did Superman 4. Oh, that explains a lot. Yes. And <gasps> they would buy the rights for something and then, like, make just cheap-ass movies, you know? Yeah. Now, they had some big hits. Don't get me wrong. Breaking. Yeah. Breaking 2. Uh, they did... Um, uh, oh, God. What else did that? Of course, I can't remember off See, the top of my head. People uh, forget that Ice-T was in this movie. Oh, yeah. This was, yeah, yeah, he was. But yeah, Breaking. Um, again, especially <clears throat> when you get to the Breaking 2, which actually came out the next year, there was like less than a year between the two movies. Yeah. That, of course, is now, you know, Electric, electric Boogaloo. That's where that tagline comes from. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the joke of anything now. When you say, oh, it's going to be something too, you can say Electric Boogaloo after because it's just such an absurd thing. <laughs> uh, but the other one that came out this week, 16 candles. Yes. John Hughes movie. Molly Ringwald. Uh, another movie that couldn't get made today. Anthony Michael Hall. Yes. That's about it. Getty Watanabe. Yeah. 
And that's the big reason why that movie could never be made <laughs> today is, is because of because of Long Duck Dong. Yeah. And uh and that whole that whole Asian <clears throat> What's happening know, hot stuff. Exactly. I mean it, it is uh yeah, it, it, it's rough. So Yeah. Anyways, uh the week of the eleventh. Uh well, let's say this. Sixteen Candles is a good movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Uh, it is you know, it's all of those John Hughes mid eighties. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the, the Sixteen Candles is it, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, it, it really is. Okay, the eleventh. We have two no. big ones. The eleventh. You, you had three at least there. No, there's two. There's three. I only have two releases here. You've got Firestarter, The Natural, and, and Indiana it. Jones. No, you're right. You're right. What are you? You're looking at the night. Two weeks later. Sorry. <laughs> You're going all the way through May. I'm going here. all the way through May. The That's 11th, my bad. Yeah, the 11th, Firestarter, 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 which uh, Drew Barrymore. This was the movie she did after E.T. Yeah, uh, this was a, um, a Stephen King. Yep, adaptation. The movie itself is okay, it's okay, you know, um, but the natural. That's a great movie. That is a good movie, loosely based on a real character, a real person. Yeah, um, Robert Redford. Yep. Uh, Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, Close, Kim Bessinger, uh, Wilford Brimley. (laughs) Mm, um, Diabetes. (laughs) Diabetes. Michael Madsen was in this. Yep. Yep. I mean, this is, I mean, this is an all-star cast. Uh, Richard Farnsworth. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, Darren McGavin. Wow. Uh, Joe Don Baker. I mean, yeah, this is a, this is a pretty, pretty heavy, heavy, you know, good movie. Yeah, good movie, and I mean, like as far as baseball movies, there's there there's this one in Field of Dreams. Both of those are required watching and, for baseball movies. And you know, if you put Bull Durham in that, I'd put The Sandlot. Oh, absolutely. And and I'd put made the first major league movie in there also, absolutely. which is another. Oh, uh, what was know. one with uh, Tom Hanks? Um, with the girl, oh, baseball. Uh, League of Their Own. League of yes, Their Own. Yes, That's another must watch. Absolutely, great movie. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> um, yeah, both of those are great movies. Natural went on to win Academy Awards. Absolutely. I mean, that was a, that was a big thing. Okay, uh, then we get to the 23rd, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay, Temple of Doom. This movie came out. It is the first time that George Lucas was involved with a prequel. Uh, <laughs> because this movie takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. By a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like that. Um, this is, this is where Steven Spielberg met his wife, his second wife, Kate Capshaw. Yeah. They've been married ever since. This movie, I, like I said, single-handedly helped the MPAA decide that they needed another rating in their rating <laughs> systems. Yeah. And we got the PG-13 rating, uh, because this was so, uh, it, it was the pulling out of the heart that was the thing yeah. that, that sent a lot of parents into crisis mode oh, yeah. taking their, their kids to go I, see this movie. I you actually know? found a really great meme this year. Oh yeah. Um, it's based off the George Michael song, um, last Christmas. Uh-huh. Oh, I, get, I saw that. I pull Yeah. I've seen that last yeah, yeah. Christmas. I gave you my heart. Yeah. And you screamed Kali Ma. Yeah. <laughs> gave, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I, I've, I've always, I know some people don't, you know, think that it's not as good as other 
I like but it. I always, I never thought there was anything wrong with it no, ever. I, I, it, I, I was are, like, yeah, a, a little bit darker Indiana Jones. I know, exactly. It's like, why couldn't, you know, it, why does it have to be Nazis all the time? Yeah, you know, that's, exactly. That's, um, um, so we get on into the next month. We get into, uh, we're into what, June now? Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in America yeah. was released on the first, as well as Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock and Streets of Fire. Which, I'll be honest with you, I don't really remember that one much. Okay, Streets of Fire, the biggest thing that came out of this movie was the soundtrack. Okay. And the biggest song <laughs> that came off the soundtrack was I Can Dream About You. Okay. Do you remember that one? Not really. Yeah, you do. I can dream about Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The cool thing about this, that this is a, it's such a weird movie, Okay. Um, how did this get made? Did a really good episode on it. Okay. But it's got, um, um, it's got, a, a really young Diane Lat, uh, Diane Lane in this. Like she's like 20, 21, 22 years old, something like that. Um, okay. I see Willem Dafoe was in this too. Yes. Will, Willem Dafoe plays the bad guy. Rick Moranis is in it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael. Which I still can't forget the night I met him at the Waffle House up there in Hendersonville. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. I ran into him on Bourbon Street. It wasn't even Mardi Gras. It was just like walking down the street. He's like, oh, look, there's Rick Moranis. You know, I mean, just this is back in the late 90s. Super you know? nice guy. Yeah, he was. He was. It is. Oh, Bill Paxton is in this also. Um, this is one of those movies. You know who Michael Perry is, right? He was in the um, the Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah, yeah, He was, yeah, it was yeah, one of those guys yeah, yeah. in the 80s. You saw him in a lot of stuff. Gotcha. You know? um, he's the kind of the main character in this, you know. This is a weird, one of those weird, like... It could be the 1950s, but it could also be the year 2020. You know, I mean, it's like you know, with their version of the year. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and and it does when you first when you, the movie first starts. It says this. It's a uh, a rock and roll fairy tale. Okay. Oh, okay. All of the music that's in it was written by Jim Steinman. Oh, so it's nice. Very like anthem, yeah, and. Anthemic, yeah, and you know these little bombastic, you know, nice, yeah. Except you know, except for the I can dream about you, that was obviously a pop song, yeah, and that was, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's 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 one of those type movies. For those of you who don't know who Jim Steinman is, all the Meatloaf stuff. He wrote all of Meatloaf (laughs) stuff. He also wrote Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yep. Making love out of nothing at all. Yep. He wrote. Um, um, what was the song he did for Celine Dion? Uh, that was. Uh, that it's was, all coming back to me now. Yeah. Anything that's got that real, like a lot of like heavy piano and is very like dramatic, and more than likely Jim Steinman Jim had something Steinman. to do with it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I wish him and Meatloaf would just make uh, up. Well, you those know. two are so good. To okay, so the next week, Beat Street came out, which was another rap. Like, yeah, yeah. This was like the first like quote-unquote rap movie that, that came out. Uh, what Who was in that? Nobody. <laughs> Literally nobody. Yeah, Ray Don Chong. And wasn't... Um, I don't I recognize not. Okay, There was nobody. All right, never I'd mind. I'd rather talk about the next week. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. June the 8th. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let's talk about June the 8th. Okay. <laughs> Beat Street came out. Ghostbusters, yes, Gremlins, yes, and Top Secret, absolutely. Okay, Val Kilmer, Gremlins, and Ghostbusters were released the same weekend. <laughs> that would never happen. 
Not today. today. No, they would okay. split those up. Yeah, I mean that. Oh my goodness. But yeah, both of those are classic movies. Oh uh, they, yeah, they really are. Yeah, I, I never even saw the that remake that came out a few years ago of Ghostbusters or whatever. No, I don't need to. I didn't enjoy and it. And it had nothing to do with a lot of the quote unquote controversy with, you know, the women no. or whatever. It's like, I just like, no, I don't need to see a remake of Ghostbusters because I like the original, you know, that's yeah. the, I don't need a remake, you know? And that's a lot of why I stay away from remakes is, is like every once in a while, every once in a while, I will see one that I like. I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty. Now, the the remake of Friday the Thirteenth was actually pretty good. Yeah, because they basically took the first three movies and, and put, put them together. and put them together. It's like yeah, actually the sense. remake of um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't even wasn't wasn't bad. Even, it wasn't yeah. great, but it wasn't bad. Honestly, I would have been more okay with the remake of Ghostbusters mm-hmm. if um, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. Um, and those guys had actually played themselves. Them, yeah. Well, not played themselves, but played the characters right, that they played right. in the original played Ghostbusters. And, yeah, and, and if they'd them. actually done like the passing of the torch thing, right? I might have been more okay with it. Right. But as it was, no. Yeah. I really didn't yeah, and enjoy it too, that much because that was the thing they first talked about was it being a reboot where it's like yeah. okay well, it's going to be a continuation you know, we're going to bring we're going to acknowledge that all that happened but yeah, yeah that, I'm actually looking forward to the Ghostbusters <laughs> if it ever comes out <laughs> that they're trying to get out now yeah. where it actually is a continuation right, of right. the story and more of a passing of the torch uh, Gremlins <clears throat> Gremlins oh, such a good movie um, even the even the sequel. Gremlins 2 oh, yeah. was actually pretty good. I mean, yeah. this is where you get that whole don't feed me after midnight yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Okay, top secret. Val Kilmer. This was a, you know, this was a, a comedy. It was kind of a, it was kind of one of those like naked gun, those type movies yeah. where it was more absurd than anything, you know. Yeah. It's a, um, you know, it's, it takes place in the 1930s. Is that right? It's, it's got something to do with Nazis. I, I know. forget. And, but it's funny because it plays with the timeline because rock and roll is already a thing. And, and it's just, it's this yeah. weird, you know. Well, I mean, Omar Sharif is in this. Mm-hmm. Peter Cushing mm-hmm. is in this. Michael Goh is in this. Warren Clark is in mm-hmm. this. But it was all based around Val Kilmer. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Go back and watch. Again, probably some stuff that hasn't aged well. I haven't seen it since I no, was it's, a No, it's totally not going to age well. A, uh, okay, so we get to the 22nd. This is the Karate Kid. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we've got three heavy hitters that, that that came out in this month so far. Okay. Yep. Uh, Pope of Greenwich Village. I have never seen that movie. I, ha- I have. Uh, now again, Eric Roberts, Mickey Rourke, Daryl Hannah. I mean, that that that's some pretty big, you know, especially for that time period. Yeah. Um, rhinestone. Rhinestone, man. Sylvester Stallone, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but Bachelor Party came out the next week. On the 29th. As, Tom Hanks. Yeah, as did Cannonball Run 2 and Conan the Destroyer. That's a pretty That's a pretty, pretty solid good. weekend. Okay, Bachelor Party. If you've ever seen Clerks 2, <laughs> you can thank Clerks 2, or you can thank Bachelor Party for a certain scene. <laughs> that is <in> not... <laughs> Oh, let's not talk about talkies yeah. again. So, uh, Conan the Destroyer, not a bad sequel, you know, um... Grace Jones. Yeah. That's the most memorable part of that was when Grace Jones yeah. shows up in that. Um, oh, I didn't realize Olivia Dabo was in that. Wilt Chamberlain was in that. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Okay, so we get into July. July is... 13th. This is, is funny. a huge, it takes, there's, huge weekend. It basically takes a weekend of of release off. I guess the July 4th weekend, they just said, okay, we're not going to do this. Huh, that's crazy. Um, July 4th is like a huge release now, weekend now. Now, but I guess yeah. it wasn't then. The Last Starfighter. Great movie. Okay. And The Muppets Take Manhattan. Another yep. good movie. Yep. Um, the Last Starfighter is one of those things that, again, it wasn't a huge movie at the time. It became one. Yeah, over in video time. release. Yeah. Uh, I would hazard to say it's one of the best video game movies ever made. Absolutely. Uh, the fact that there was never an actual Last Starfighter video game yep. kills me, even to this day. I can't believe. And who was it? There was someone recently that was they're talking about making a Last Starfighter um, television series. I don't care about a television yeah. series. I want a video game. Yeah, exactly. It's a it uh because I would go to the arcade looking to see if this video game was at the arcade after the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that is it. it how do you not invent a video game to go with a movie where about if, a video you, game. if you know. win the video game, you get to become a starfighter? Right, right. I Dude, know. I know. You know how many quarters I would have dropped in that? <laughs> All of them? That's uh-huh. how many I dropped in it. Or would have. So, um, July 20th, best defense. Never heard of it. Okay. The biggest thing about <clears throat> it is Dudley Moore and Kate Capshaw. But the biggest thing Eddie is Murphy's that Eddie Murphy scene. has like a scene in it. But they really pushed that Eddie Murphy was in this movie. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that was kind of the. I guess they were this tinting, was, this tint was, pulling Dudley Moore and Kate Capshaw. This was back when uh, you know Dudley Moore could carry a movie. You know, that's uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know that. Neverending Story came out on the twentieth, as did Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. Okay, the Neverending Story. If you like the band Atreyu. There's, that's where it comes from. Okay, Neverending Story is one of those movies that it. Sorry, I thought I had a. Oh, that's a. I remember going to the theater and seeing it. <clears throat> yeah, great special effects for the time. <clears throat> yeah, it's still you know. I'll never get over the scene. <laughs> the horse, yeah, the, the bog of sadness. Yeah, the I know. Bog of sadness. I know. I know. This is the movie that traumatized most oh, I know. kids I know. of our yeah. age. The horse just. Gave up, yep. you know, just, uh, that's it. I'm done. Revenge of the nerds. <laughs> I've always had a problem with this movie. Okay? <laughs> of course you do. Um, not because of the nerd. I mean, that whatever, you know, there, there's, you can go through some, let's just, okay, look, uh, Robert Carradine, Anthony Edwards, Timothy Buzzfield, um, Curtis Armstrong, booger. Yep. Um, uh, what's his name? John Goodman is in this. Uh, Ted McGinley, yep, is in it. Um, Matt Salinger's in it. Yeah, yeah, Matt Salinger. Wow, <laughs> uh, the future Captain America. Yeah, um, but uh, which is funny because he's actually J.D. Salinger's son. Mm-hmm. Um, the <sighs> I never had a problem with the whole nerd thing. Okay, because quite honestly, I didn't consider myself a nerd at the time. Um, I still don't consider myself a nerd, but uh, it's one of those things that there's one scene in this movie that I remember. I did not see it when it first came out. I saw it yeah, several years later. I was a teenager when I saw it. I was probably like 13 or 14, you know, somewhere in there. 
and there's that. S- Basically, Robert Carradine rapes a girl. Yeah, is what it that's comes true. Down I'd to. forgotten about that. And it's one of those things that, like, <laughs> even at that age, you know, with, with what was, you know, you would see similar scenes in other movies as oh, yeah. well, you know, of that type of stuff. And it was one of those things that that one really bothered me because I was like, she thought she was, she thought he was somebody else. This is, you know, this is a. Uh, and I've always had a problem with that. That that and that goes into the whole like what I was saying with Police Academy, another movie you couldn't make today. Yeah, you know, I that's mean, true. It, it's I don't know. There, there was just some problem. I don't, I don't know what kind of drugs people were doing. It well, I don't know how much cocaine, cocaine everybody was doing in the eighties. Come on, uh, it was it was it was cocaine. it was cocaine. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and like you know get all high money. But that that movie has always bothered me because of that one scene. That uh, okay. Uh, on the twenty seventh, um, yep. Uh, Meatballs Part Two. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No. This is the one that's got the space alien in it. No. You, you remember Meatballs? Oh you know, yeah, Bill remember, Murray. Yeah. You know, and it's just like this fun. You know, it's a oh we're at camp, it's summer camp, blah blah blah. This is where it went off the rail. Like where it's like okay, and now we have aliens. Yeah. And it's just like mm. what you know. But the more important thing that came out this day was Purple Rain. Yes. Which. I don't know if you've watched it lately. It doesn't hold up. Um, it wasn't supposed to. It was almost a period I know. piece. It, well, it, and it, it was more of a period piece for that part of the country. Oh yeah, it was in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's it, and that one club. I know. I mean, they recorded all the music for this film live. Oh, I know. At that I know. club, I know. They pulled up a truck to the yeah. club, which is really cool. I mean, it's one. All the live performances in this movie are phenomenal. You know, whether it's him or it's uh, yeah. Morris Day in the time, you know, or, I mean, all of that stuff is great. Yeah. The rest of the movie's not that good. <laughs> well, and it's also... There, obviously, you need to go of, cleanse yourself in well, Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. There's also a lot of, you know, because even though this movie isn't autobiographical, there is some biographical stuff in there for Prince. Yeah. But he also takes some liberties, like... Oh yeah, his dad like there wasn't a strained relationship between them. Like his dad actually helped him write a lot of this. His dad was a jazz musician, yeah, and helped him write a lot of the music, you know, for uh, for the early part of his career, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. And you take liberties and you know that kind of stuff, but but by the way, there is YouTube video of when they were recording mm-hmm. a lot of the songs live right. at this club, and. There is one performance of Purple Rain where mm-hmm. he gets into the guitar solo. Oh, yeah. And you don't think he's coming back he, out of it. Man, and it is just mind blowing. I know. And that's, again, going back <clears throat> into the Prince is better than pretty much everybody else. <laughs> well, when it, when a, I mean, just, I mean, he just, he, he was such a talent and maybe not when, an actor. But, when somebody's interviewing Eric Clapton mm-hmm. and the interviewer goes, what's it like to be the best guitar player know, in the world? Prince. Yeah, I, I know. don't know. Ask Prince. I know. It's you a, know, that's coming from Eric yeah. Clapton. So we get into, we're in August on the third, the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it. In a lot of years, uh, at the time I liked it. You know, I'm sure it probably you know, again Michael Perry, um, Nancy yeah. Allen is in this. Um, I don't really really remember much about it. Stephen Tobolowski is in this. Wow, uh, it's you know the whole the Philadelphia experiment where they you know the U.S. Navy supposedly made a a, a ship disappear. Yeah, it basically is if that happened and like and he gets thrown forward into 1984 and it's 
whole thing with that. Of, yeah. You know, um, it, it's it's an all right movie. Uh, let's see the next the next week. Well, you were talking about Cloak and Dagger. And Cloak I really and Dagger. Don't remember much about this movie? Henry Thomas, Dabney Coleman, um, William Forsyth. This movie, basically, what happened? There's uh, Henry Thomas. His dad's Dabney Coleman. His dad's a a, um, a a pilot, or he works for the airline. He's not an actual pilot, but he works for the airline. Yeah, okay. And it's one of those things where, like, he plays this role playing game. It's kind of like, you know, it's called Cloak and Dagger. It's some I forget what the I forget what the character's name is that he's always playing. You know? Yeah. Um, but he gets a something happens. He winds up with a. Um, um, an Atari cartridge. I think it was a 5200 or something like that. Um, it, it, they, don't, they don't think they ever actually say Atari in the game, you know, in the movie, but yeah, that's what it is. It's a game cartridge. Yeah, and, and, but it's got, if you get to a certain level, it, there's, it won't play normal, and so he takes it to like his the nerd people that he knows that, you know, with the computer store, you know, that kind of stuff, and they come to find out that if you get to a certain level that it, there's all these like, um, launch codes and stuff that's on this. Oh, I think I and do so remember it's, this it, Yeah, bit. so it's yeah. like, you know, he's got this, you know, that there's there's spies that are after him, you know, and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think I vaguely and, remember And uh, it, it's, it's one of those kids in danger movies, you know, that... Yeah, okay. okay. Okay, the other important one that came out this week was Red Dawn. Oh, yeah. Okay, this, the very first PG-13 movie. Okay. It was Red Dawn. The second PG-13 movie came out the next week, which was Dreamscape. I remember Dreamscape. Okay. That was a great movie. Right. Okay. Well, let's go back to Red Dawn. Before. I just want to say the two of those. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is this is Patrick Swayze. Oh, dude. This is Leah Thompson, yes. Charlie Sheen, Darren Dalton, Jennifer Grey, um, uh, Booth, uh, Powers Booth. Ha- uh, Harry uh, Dean, Dean Stanton, Stanton. again. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a... This movie, I mean, this forget, is a, this forget is a, that stupid remake that came out a few years ago. Okay, this was. I actually enjoyed that one too. It was a little different. I would have liked it if it had gone with the original, where it was actually China. You know, you heard about that, right? Well, you, they 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 made the movie. Yeah, and it was China that that invaded the United States. Yeah. Well, the whoever was Paramount is it Paramount? Anyway, no, who MGM is it MGM? That made the movie yeah. was having financial issues, so they picked they up got funding money from, from China. Yeah, and, and they China made them change said it to North Korea, you have to change this. Yes, yeah. and and then it wound up sitting on the shelf for two years on top of it all. And, and funny, it got released just as North Korea was becoming a exactly, problem. So that know, worked a, out for. A little bit. Uh, but this is, it's funny because it's supposed to be <clears> when like the. You know the Soviet Union invading the, cold, the United States, well, it but was, it's not. It's it, no. It was it was a multiple it was a multiple right. theater attack on the U.S. Right, and you had Russia that came in on the East Coast. Right, and you had Cuba and some. I forget it. There was a couple other South American right. that came in came from in the Mexico. South. They came through Mexico, it and came you get a mixture. You get a mixture of the the Cuban and the Russian right. in the place where they're at because right. they're kind of in the middle of the country. They're in the Rocky Mountains, yeah, because that's one of the things that when later when you find when when they meet Powers Booth, yeah, because um, he's a he's a airline or he's a fighter pilot that crashes, yeah. 
and he's kind of filling them in of what's going on. We basically what happened is that they were stopped at the Mississippi, and they were stopped at the um um at the Rockies. Yeah. So basically, the this coalition China, has taken over Middle America. China has basically taken over the West Coast. Well, but that's the whole thing is that China is actually on our side in that movie. They claim, if you really watch a movie, they claim to be on our side, but they're basically using it as a way to take over well, the West Coast. Oh, and we talk, it. And then in that, and then the original version, yeah. no, because remember he said he said that, you know, they asked you know who's on our side, and then he says that, you know, the that most of Europe has sat <clears throat> and sat this one out because they've already done this twice this century. And he said the only people that we had on our side was um, uh, was the, the the Brits and what did he say? He said, like I think five, gonna... he said it was 500 million screaming Chinamen. And they were like, I thought there were a billion. And he said there were. I think we're going to have to go back and watch yeah, this film. Because I remember him talking about that of like <clears throat> China was actually, you know, work, you know, uh, but it was the implication was that the Russians dropped bombs on China also. Because that was one of the things they talked about, that there was yeah. there were actually bombs. I think it was D.C. had been wiped out and a few things. Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember that, him talking about, him saying, I thought it was a billion screaming China. And he's like, but, no, it's... It, he said it was. There were. And, and, but if you take this one as a standalone movie, right. and you take the, the remake as mm-hmm. a standalone movie, both are very enjoyable yeah. in my eyes. Well, this was a whole... You know, th- this was a gory movie. Oh, yeah. And, and really... When they when they were making the remake, yeah, I remember even then saying, "You can't make that movie today because the the political climate is yeah. completely different than it was back then." I mean that this is a movie that lives in the nineteen eighties. Oh yeah, of where we oh, were. Oh no, at the absolutely. Time. And the, the Cold and, War. And yeah, all of and, that. and that. I mean, it's there. there mm. There's several movies like that where it's like, no, these these movies can only exist in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, because. The political climate is so different now. You oh, know, like yeah. The, the, the geopolitical climate is so well, different Well, the theater's now. changed. Yeah. And so, anyways, but yeah, Red Dawn, um, great. I mean, like I so said, you look at that cast of, of who all's in there. I mean, it, it, oh, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And, and all, you know, they were. this was the first time we saw some of these people. Or, or maybe not the first time, but this is what the, oh, these are going to be stars. Yeah. These, you know. Um, then the next week on the 15th. We have. Well, hold on. Before you hit the 15th, there's one in here I want to mention what, that's kind um, of a cult classic. Metropolis re release? No. The Adventures of Buckaroo that's Bunzai. The 15th. Is that the 15th? Yeah. <laughs> that's not where I've got my. Yeah. Oh. You see that line that goes all the way across there? No, not that's really. The... I guess I need to get my bifocals checked. <laughs> yeah, this is on the 15th was the Adventures of Buckaroo, Buckaroo Bonsai, Bonsai across, across the 8th dimension. dimension. Dreamscape and Woman in Red. I can talk about all three of these. So. Oh, yeah. But adventures. If you haven't seen the adventures of Buckaroo, Buckaroo Banzai, uh, not since I was a kid. You so. need to go back know, and watch it's, it. It's. I mean, this is a Peter Weller's film. Yeah. It really. It, Peter Weller's John Lithgow is Ellen in this. Ellen Barkin, yeah. well, Clancy Brown. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, oh Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Billy Vera. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. You need to <laughs> see this. This is a cult classic film. Mm-hmm. I mean, this oh, is... I know. I, I saw it when I was a kid, and I know that it, like they they were they were really trying to set up a franchise, <laughs> and, and it just never it never went anywhere. So. Yeah, um, Dreamscape, Dreamscape. Um, yeah, Dennis Quaid, Max von Sydow, um, 
um, rest in peace. Christopher, Christopher Plummer, Plummer. Um, Eddie Albert, Kate Capshaw again, George Wendt. George Wendt. Wow. David Patrick Kelly. I don't don't really? know that one. Not off the top of my head. Uh, but Basically, yeah. this is a this is a movie. It's a horror movie, right? And all, and and it is the, inside your dreams, and, and it, you know. it's basically about lucid dreaming mm-hmm. and being able to control your dreams. Mm-hmm. But it goes a step further about being able to step over into other people's dreams, right? And do damage to them in their own head. Yeah, the biggest thing I remember is like the big the cobra dude or the big cobra oh, yeah. or whatever it was. I, I always remember that. Okay, woman in red. We won't talk about this in very long. Gene Wilder, Kelly LeBrock, yeah. Gilda Radner. This was a comedy. It, uh, this is where I really I first learned I first saw Kelly LeBrock and fell absolutely in love. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, this is before the "Don't Hate Me Before I'm Because I'm Beautiful" mm-hmm. commercials. Before she got involved with Steven Seagal, um, you know. It's, weird uh, Science. Uh, weird Science it? is the next year, is it not? Might be. Yeah, I think this was before Weird Science. So yeah, this was before Weird Science. This okay. was her first, you know. Yeah. Uh, remember Sheena? You remember that? Yeah. Uh, you probably remember the. This was one of those those movies that was in every. It was in every video store. You've seen the cover of it. Oh, I'm sure. It, it's a, it's a drawing, you know, it's a painted like cover. Uh, she's on her knees and she's wearing this real like this white like real skimpy outfit, the big '80s blonde hair, and uh, yeah, it's it's one of the. You, you have seen this, okay? Oh, I'm sure. We I'm all sure. have seen this this cover, okay? This oh yeah. Is, <laughs> We're There's not down. really anything there you, until you get to the end. You get Bolero, Bolero and Chud, Bo Bo Derek, Bo Derek, uh, oh Chud, riding, Bo Derek riding a horse, and they're blaring uh, Rebelli's Bolero the entire time. Yeah. Uh, um, then Chud, more of a cult. Chud stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. That's always been. If, yeah. if you were living in the '80s and you were going to the local video store, mm-hmm. and we're talking, it's all local video stores at this point. Oh, this is way before Blockbuster. This is before or Blockbuster yeah. or all the chain mm-hmm. video stores. You would go, like, in, when we were living in Illinois, we would go to the video store. It was a video store on one side, and it was a Little Caesars Pizza on the other side before <laughs> they went bankrupt. So you could literally go in and get a movie and a pizza, pizza. Mm-hmm. And it was literally a pizza and a pizza. Right. In oh, yeah, a box. next to each other. There was two pizzas. Yeah. Know. It was buy one, get one free, is what they and, always said. And it said. was like 12 bucks or yeah. something, which was, you were getting ten, two pizzas for 12. Mm-hmm. And it was good pizza back then. Back then, it was still good pizza. Little Caesars today. today. Unless you get the, the deep, deep dish. Deep dish yeah. The deep dish is great. Their regular pizza it's not is bad. crap. Anyway. But you would go over to the horror section, which is where I would go all the time, mm-hmm. which mom always screamed at me, get out of there, we're not know, renting anything know, from there. I know, but that's where I went. That's where we all went to. We all but went to I Chud. Chud. You can see it. Chud. The, the manhole cover popping yep. up and you see the eyes looking out. You're yeah, like, I, oh, I want to watch this. I know, I know. You know what I really miss about the mom and pop video stores? Because, you know, they always sent you know, like the movie posters. Oh yeah. Oh man. And I when know. they get through with the movie posters, they'd roll them up and put them in a box and sell them for like two, three bucks a piece. Sometimes they would just give them away. I had several of them that way where I like, I saw them. I was like, what are you going to do with those when you're done? And because the, the video was called yeah. the video place. And I work, I wound up working there years later. But when I was in this era yeah. of like, cause I, cause I got the, um, the nightmare inter- on Elm street three, nice. the, the dream. No, it was, uh, Four. It was the dream child. Yeah. No. 
was the dream child? Was yeah, it was the dream child. I had that poster for years and years and years because I asked them about it. Yeah, and they were like, "We usually just give them away if you want it. We can put your name on the back, and we'll we'll give you you know we'll put it in your account, and we'll let you know." And sure enough, a couple few months later, I went in there and they're like, "Oh, hey, we got something for you." Yeah, I See, wish I still had that poster. All the video stores <laughs> they would always roll them up and, yeah. and put them. You know, and they'd write the title of the movie next On to the, the prize. Of it, yeah, I know. I and know. my entire bedroom was covered oh, I in, I had all kinds in of them. movie posters. All kinds of them. Some of them that I did I'd never heard of either. I just, just liked the way you liked the posters. Poster. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. But Chud, that was definitely one. Uh, I, think I had the Chud poster at one point. Could be. So we get into September. September. Nothing of note until you get to the nineteenth, which was Amadeus. Yes. Uh, yes, the song Amadeus came around because of this movie yes uh yeah um great movie even though it's a lot of revisionist history oh totally because solieri was not a villain in mozart's life at all uh but they they really made him out to be yeah a villain in this movie um we're, like we're chewing getting, my eyes. We're getting all this on the Yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, you get to the twenty-first places in the heart. Sally Field movie. Yeah. Okay, the twenty-eighth. You get irreconcilable differences. Ryan O'Neill, Shelley Long, Drew Barrymore. Yep. Sharon Stone. This is one of her first movies. And um, one where she was only partially dressed again. Yeah, and I, yeah, I in a PG movie. In a PG movie, this was one. Of, this is back at a time when a PG movie you would get nudity, and occasionally, and you got it. In this this, this movie. should have been a PG thirteen movie, probably. Uh, let's see. Did you ever see The Wildlife? I don't think so. I know it's a Cameron Crow. Yes, uh, he wrote the screenplay. The, uh, the screenplay. Anyway, yeah. I think this is one that like. This is not available on DVD. This is an Eric Stoltz film. Yes, Eric Stoltz, Christopher Penn, Randy Quaid, Leah Thompson was in it. Uh, Rick Moranis was in this. Yep, Dennis Quaid. Oh, Randy Quaid. I'm sorry, Randy Quaid. I went the wrong. I said Randy. Oh, I'm sorry. The Um, the crazy Quaid. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cousin Eddie. This was an interesting movie. Uh, I remember seeing it because we, (laughs) some reason we had it on. It had been taped off of HBO or something. It was on like you know we you used to have like a, a tape that would have like three movies on yeah. it you know and it was one of them that was on there and I watched it because you know it was spank material and um, <laughs> no. uh, I mean, let's be honest so it's a oh no okay so we get to um, October and uh teachers nick nolte joe f way that was a kind of a a big movie i always um, remember seeing it in the in the video store had the, like, the apple with the, eh. the it looked like it was like a time it was a had a a, uh, a lit uh fuse on it you yeah know? and it was one of those things i've seen it it's okay uh let's see da, 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 going on down da, da. the razor's edge came out this year do you remember this one this is a bill murray movie Vaguely, this is a this was a serious movie, like it came out like on the heels of Ghostbusters, yeah, and it didn't do well at all because people were like, oh no, we're expecting Bill Murray, you know, he's yeah, wild, you know, not the wild crazy guy, but he's you know he's the comedian, and this was a serious movie, and uh, I remember it being in theaters anyway, yeah. 
Let's see. Body Double came out. There really isn't anything until the 26th. Uh, oh, The Terminator. Yes. I said we, we'd be seeing Linda Hamilton again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Terminator. Such a good movie. You Still know, holds up. It does. I haven't seen it in a lot of it, years. It's very but, period, but oh, it holds yeah. up in the in the the timeline. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely worth a rewatch. Um, unfortunately, they've tried to retcon so much of stuff. In well, they've this had and to there, because there's been just, such. I like the last <laughs> one that came out earlier that came out last year. The whichever one it was that they actually brought her back. I haven't seen that one. It's yet. actually pretty good. Well, um, it's it's back to um, James Cameron. James Cameron yeah, he did that one. It. He produced it. Yeah, yeah but, but he it's... he had a heavy hand in right, right. What was going on? Uh, but it's it's. Actually I actually like the decent. one where they had a. Uh, what was the one where they brought in the? Um, uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones to play a really really oh young... Genesis or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah, I actually enjoyed that one. That one was pretty fun. Um. And he get over in November. The Killing Fields. You ever seen that one? That's not a very uh, light. Movie. That was that was the soundtrack that I was talking about in the first one. That it was not what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Killing Fields is about the um, um, the massacres in Cambodia. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Nightmare. Speaking, on- speaking of killing. <laughs> okay. On the ninth of November. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. People forget the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Was a horror movie. Oh yeah, Freddy Krueger was not this wisecracking, you know, that he would become later. This 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 horror like they marketed to kids. Yeah, this dude was scary. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This guy was terrifying. He didn't actually become no. wisecracker until like the third right. One. Of course, Robert England, John Saxon, yeah, Ronnie Blakely, yeah, Heather Langenkamp. People forget Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp was in this. Has, is, is a supporting actor. In he this. gets cut up pretty yeah. well in this yeah. one. Yeah, and uh, uh, oh God, you devil came out. Yep, that same George week. Burns. Talk about movies you couldn't make. Today. Oh, look at that! A Nightmare on Elm Street and Silent Night, Deadly Night came out on the same weekend. Nice. Um, that one didn't get as much. No, but again, that's the we've all seen that box at, at, with the, yeah. the, the chimney with the Santa, like with his arm and the axe hanging over the side. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, missing in action. Uh, that's a Chuck Norris. That's a canon yep. canon movie. Okay, and I've that, seen that one several yeah, different times. Uh, Night of the Comet came out that same weekend. That's a nice cult movie. Yeah. A very nice cult movie. Night Patrol. Uh, Led that Blair. I don't remember that one. It was a comedy. It was... It's one of the first times you see Andrew Dice Clay trying his hand at acting. Oh, uh, okay. On the 21st, Supergirl. This was an attempt to kickstart a new franchise. And it, and it failed, failed miserably, miserably because it's a terrible movie. Oh, it's awful. Um, they even, I mean, they tried, you know, they tried really hard to connect it to the, the first, yeah. the, the, just because, you know, they got the guy that played Jimmy Olsen comes over as yeah. Jimmy Olsen, you know, and it just, it never got there. It's terrible. So you get into December, December, first week fifth, of December, the fifth Beverly Hills cop. Yep. Is released. Uh, again, biggest movie of the year. This is this is and not Doctor Doolittle, Eddie Murphy. No, this is Red Leather Pants, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. 
This is Axel Foley. So yeah. uh, uh, the next week on the seventh, twenty ten, the year we made contact, which this is a or two thousand ten, I should say. Yeah. This is a sequel to two thousand one, a space artist. Yes, it is. Uh, there is actually another one. Is it two thousand twenty nine or something like that? I forget. Because it was uh, there was another book that was written. Yeah. Um, this one I don't think is as good as two thousand. It's not. Uh, it's a completely because it's a completely. Well, it's not Stanley Kubrick for one thing. Well, yeah. Um, but it. it it is what it is. Um, John Lithgow, Harold, Helen Mirren. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Roy Scheider. Come on. Um, let's see. You get in. Okay. So the next week on the 14th, you get the cart, the cotton club, which is, which is a Coppola film. Yep. Uh, Richard Gere, Gregory Hines, Diane Lane, Bob Hoskins. Yep. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Was, I forgot I bet, he was I bet in he's that. a small role in the, well, he's, he's a Coppola. So I mean, it's uh, oh, that's right. I keep forgetting his, his real last that. name is Coppola. Yeah, uh, Fred <clears throat> Gwynn was in this also. You know, Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, then Dune came Dude, out that David same weekend. Lynch. You know they're remaking Dune. Uh, yeah, well they've remade it several times. I've actually seen some of like the production. Yeah, stills, I've seen a little bit of it, and it's, in- it's looking pretty good. I-, I hope they do it right this time. David Lynch. I like David Lynch, the weirdo that he is. Um, but that movie is is tough to watch. It 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 really is. It you've really, got to be. I mean, it's you've got to be a huge fan of Dune, right? And then you'd better be a huge fan of Dune. That's okay with somebody changing the story, right? And it's you know you look at the at the cast. Okay, you've got Linda Hunt is in it. Uh, of course, you got Kyle MacLaughlin, Sting. Yeah. Is in this thing. Um, who else is in it? Patrick Stewart. Patrick, uh, yeah, that's right. Patrick Stewart is in this, isn't it? Yep. Dean Stockwell. Max von Sydow. Max von um, uh, Sean Young. I mean, it, it's one of those things that it's got a, a a really good cast, you know, and especially for the, the time well, period. There was so much fighting going on between Lynch and like the movie mm-hmm. studio mm-hmm. and um well it's a Dino De Laurentiis you know yeah. production which he was notorious for not being able to let yeah. his directors do what they needed to do so I really because I've actually read some of the books I really hope they do it right with the re- yeah. with the reboot let's see here okay uh, on the the same weekend, there was a lot released this weekend. I guess they're trying to get in. You know, of course that 1984. Yeah, the John Hurt. John Hurt. Um, that was a Virgin Films 20th yeah. Century Runaway. Fox. Did you ever see Runaway? Tom Selleck, Gene Simmons is in it. He plays the bad guy. I don't know that. I yeah, have. it's kind of a, a futuristic. Like Tom Selleck is a oh well, Cynthia Rhodes. You know, uh, she was in um um um. Dirty Dancing. Okay. Uh, she was the the girl that gets the abortion. Oh, was, uh, okay. She was married to Richard Marks for a year. Uh, oh. She was also in uh, okay. Flashdance. Yeah. She was a dancer and, you know, and an actress. Um, the um, John Carpenter, yeah. Starman. Yes. This was a pretty good film. And it most, was. And most people forget that it's a John Carpenter right, film. Right, I know. And Jeff Bridges, Karen Allen, um... I mean that that is a and it literally is he's a he's an alien 
Yep. You know, and he comes down, he takes the form of her dead fiance. Yeah, something like that. that. And it's, I remember seeing, I haven't seen it. Ends up getting her pregnant and leaving. Yeah, I I haven't seen it in a lot of years, but that was a, that was a good, uh, a good movie. Uh, The River. This is a movie that kind of made Mel Gibson after um, the, um, like the Mad Max movies. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is where he took a, like a serious role, you know, it was him and Sissy say <clears throat> Sissy Spacek. Um, I think they, I think there was, this was like heavily, like a lot of nominations. Yeah. Oscars that next year, you know, and, um, what did I just do? <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, but yeah, I remember that being like, um, <laughs> I remember this being mom porn. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's this is this this is the stuff your mom would watch and like, oh, that Mel Gibson is so hunky in his wet shirt and his, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> this man. this was the type of movie that was mom porn before Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey. You know, this is. <laughs> oh, oh, can we no. Anyways, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, Johnny Dangerously, the Flamingo Kid. It's comedy. Um, Matt Dillon. I don't. Fisher Stevens, Bronson Pinchot. Oh, Marissa Tomei. Hmm. Stephen Weber. Wow, well, it's got a lot of people in it. I told you. Wow. Uh, but then you get Don- Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. This is a funny movie. Okay. This is uh, yeah. This is uh, Michael Keaton. Um, and it's kind of a, a send up of all the the mob movies, like from the like the nineteen thirties mob movies, you know, nineteen twenties yeah. type stuff. Um, let's see. And I guess the only other thing, Mickey and Maud was kind of a, a a fairly big movie. Dudley Moore again. This is one of those Dudley, Dudley Moore, you know. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we're at an hour and a half already on this. The thing with it is we go down this list, and I've got this other list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, 16, 16 movies that I count that are still enduring till today. Yeah. Uh, some other ones can be argued, you know, um, police academy, you know, um, bachelor party, you know, some of that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. But there are 16 movies on this list that if I said them to anyone, probably under 50, maybe under 60. Yeah. Depending would say, Oh yeah. I remember when that movie came out, that was huge. And this is, you know, I've seen that so many times and yeah, you know, or are being remade, or there's being sequels made to them, or something, you know, these days. It, yeah. It's crazy. All that many came out of one year. <clears throat> one year. It's kind of like when we were talking about music last episode. Yeah. You look at all this stuff, it's like, no, this is this this year 
you know, you can go, you can, you can kind of throw a dart at a lot of years and, you know, hit something like, oh, this is it. But to think about how much came out in one year. Yeah. It's crazy to think of the year 1984 with all of this. Well, some other things that happened this year. Um, Walt Disney Studios. Mm -hmm. This is a year that they um, opened up and established Touchstone Pictures. Yes. This was a year that they, you had the Disney movies. And then you had the Touchstone movies. And Disney wanted a place to be able to release movies that didn't have the Disney title because they were a little too risque. So they had Touchstone. And Touchstone released a lot of stuff. Like, um, of course, off the top of my head, I can't think of any of them. But that was one of those things where it was like, I remember that being a little bit of a controversy. Oh, yeah. Of a movie coming out that was a little risque or something. And people are like, well, that's a Disney movie. You know, that's that Disney's doing that. And it's yeah. like, well, kind of. So, but they're, um, but they're not marketing it to kids. So shut up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I know we've already talked about romancing mm-hmm. the stone, but that's really the movie that broke Robert Zemeckis that allowed him right. to make back to the future. Which um, is the next year. Yeah. Which is the next year. Um, there's an article here that actually blames Gremlins and Indiana Jones for the PG-13. Hmm. Um, Gremlins? Gremlins and I guess Indiana Gremlins Jones. Gremlins is kind of a... Yeah, because it did come out around the same time. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back through this. I can't remember what, what actual it date says, between Ju- the two. It says July 1st, the MPAA institutes the PG-13 rating as a right. response to violent horror films such as Gremlins and Temple well, of but, Doom. Well, Indi- Temple of Doom came out May 23rd. Yeah. And Gremlins came out June 8th. So they came out within a couple of weeks of each other. Yeah. Uh, and that makes sense that, you know, you're less than a month later, you're like, okay, this now, is it. Now, here's one that has long-reaching okay. repercussions. September 22nd, uh-huh. Michael Eisner leaves Paramount Pictures. And joins Disney. To become the head of Walt Disney Productions. Michael Eisner is the reason that we got The Little Mermaid, yeah. The Lion King. Yep. Aladdin, yep, all that stuff. There's a great, and it's on Disney Plus. There's a great documentary. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's called Waking Sleeping Beauty. No, I haven't seen it. Came out about ten-ish years ago. Disney yep. started making a few documentaries, and and it's all about that. It's all about how Disney was in this real down period. Yep, through the mid and late '80s, and how they turned it around when The Little Mermaid came out. Yeah, in 1989, and. It's great documentary. Which is my wife's favorite Disney film. Oh, yeah. Watch that. It's called Waking Sleep. It's on Disney+. Plus. I have to check it out. Waking Sleeping Beauty. Because the the cool thing about it is there's a lot of home movie stuff on there. Nice. You get to see a very young Tim Burton. Really? Working as an animator in Disney Studios. Nice. And one of my favorite scenes from that documentary is, I can't remember the guy's name top of my head. Um, it was the guy that did all the music for the little mermaid. And there was these two guys that did with one of them yeah. and it's the pitch meeting and he's sitting there in front of a, a white board, dry erase board. And it's all, it's all done on home video. So you've got like, you know, the scan lines and yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's an old footage that they cleaned it up as best they could, but it's still, you know, just in the room. And he's basically going through explaining how under the sea is going to be done. And he's breaking it down of like, okay, there, there's going to be all these, uh, like, you know, you're going to see uh, all these undersea creatures and they're going to be playing on like conch shells and they're going to be doing all this stuff. And you can imagine like this tropical sound. And, and he's just describing it. It's one of those things <laughs> just like, it's so fascinating to sit there and watch that all of this is coming out of this guy's head of this is what this is going to look like. You know? 
Once again, <laughs> cocaine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, what else you got? That, that's that's basically all I got. Yeah. Ghostbusters becomes the biggest grossing comedy film of all time. That was on August 25th. That's so true. It, ex- it exceeded Tootsie's 177 million. Oh, that's a that's a movie. That, that was I'd Tootsie's. That came about. out a couple of years earlier, but that was yeah, that was the biggest movie, yeah. like the grossing comedy of all time, and then Ghostbusters beat it. But then it was overtaken by Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> you know what's funny? Because Beverly Hills Cop came out at the like in December, so technically, yes, it came out in '84, but it was '85 when it really. Yeah. made all of its money you know it didn't make all that money in the three weeks that it was out or whatever <laughs> you know yeah this this is um it was such a I really think we need to do another episode where we just kind of talk about 1984 pop culture jams well the 84 Olympics that were in Los Angeles you know um you could merely Rutten came out of that you know I mean it's actually I had a I had a my grandmother's one of my grandmother's brothers got sent out there by a local Kentucky um, magazine mm-hmm. to write about it. Um, and the reason that's significant is because he was very up in age, uh-huh. but he actually ended up in the Guinness Book of World Records oh, really? for a while for doing something like two or 300 consecutive pull-ups. Oh, wow. And was every day going out and doing a pull-up for every year he'd been alive nice. until he was like in his eighties. Oh wow. He would like go out and do like 80 pull-ups or wow. something. Yeah. Okay. Before we close out this episode. Sure. I have a question. All the movies we talked about, what's your favorite one? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You, you asked this to the guy that, that started trying to pair his music list I down. Know, I know. Oh. And, and you know the thing is, is even I have to kind of go back over it and look at. I'm gonna like, have okay, to look at this blah, 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 for a minute. Uh, of of all of these movies, I would have to say my, today my top three. Okay, right, there you go. There you go. My my top three right now. All right. If they came on cable. Mm-hmm. I would stop whatever I was doing to watch them. Okay. It would be Ghostbusters. All right. It would be Gremlins. Okay. And it would be Red Dawn. Red Dawn is on mine. Um, the Terminator and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, top five. Yeah, I, those, I know. Those, I know. It, it's hard to do, but those, like... the If you go top five, those two would be... Because, like, I have a special affection for Cloak and Dagger because I've watched that movie so many times because I was around the same age as the kid and, and okay. it, you know, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you got cult classics like the you know, Night of the Comet, which yeah. is, you know, or... Um, Starman, Starman or Dreamscape. Or Dreamscape or, yeah, exactly. I've never... I mean, I really loved the Karate Kid when I was younger, but I haven't seen it in a long time and I'm sure it's still pretty good, but it's still kind of one of those, like it would be in my top hundred or something, but yeah. it would probably be near the bottom somewhere. I don't know. Um, Temple of Doom, probably, you know, my, honestly, my second favorite Indiana Jones movie, you know, really? I mean, yeah. That's your second favorite. Yeah. It would be Raiders than that. And then, um, see my, my, my uh, last top- crusade. See, my, because there's only been three of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 
I see what you did there. Yeah. So that's wow. My top two would have to be Raiders and um, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like I have not seen Last Crusade as many times as I've seen the other two. It's on Netflix right I now. I know, but I don't have Netflix right now. Dude, so. I am totally going home and watching the Police Academies tonight. <sighs> go home and you'll see. It's uh... No, I will go home and yeah. I will laugh my butt off. But you know, I'll like do. Repo Man. If I were that would because that's one that that's I came a classic. To, I came to that later again cult classic but yeah. I came to that later in life like I kept hearing about it I'm like what 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 is it about this yeah okay whatever but then when I finally did watch it I was like oh man I wish I had seen this when I was younger yeah you know because yeah and it, it but it was just something that didn't come on my radar for or yeah it, it come on my radar but it never actually came into my life until. I was probably in my mid thirties somewhere or something like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen Candles. Good movie. Anything, for the most part, anything John Hughes. Yeah. I'm good with. Um, I like The Breakfast Club better. Um, yeah. But that's comparing apples and oranges. That's like asking, so who's your favorite kid? You know. Yeah. <laughs> like eh. now, you know, there's some other like I'm not as big of a weird science fan is a lot of people, you know, I'm like, <laughs> See, it's I, all right. I love weird science. It's all right. There's another, um, there was another little minor movie that came out about the same time mm. that was similar. My science project. My science I project. I like that one better. I love I know, that one. Dude. That's, that's I, a I great have, movie. Okay. There is a line in that. The, 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 the guy that's got the, uh, the GTO. Yeah. The judge. The main, you know? the main uh, character. Remember. He's not the main character though. He's his, he's his buddy. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, where they're driving down the road, they're heading to the to the high school, and he's wearing his sunglasses. And they, then the main character was saying, "Was like, dude, why are you wearing your sunglasses at night?" He's like, "Because when you're this cool, the sun shines all the time." <laughs> <laughs> I have said that line before because you know, and of course, I was saying it ironically oh, uh, yeah. because I'm nowhere near cool. But but it's one of those things where like I I remember seeing that as a kid and thinking. Oh, that's a good line to hang on to for yeah. somewhere down the line. That you know? was such a great movie. Yeah. I mean, I've watched. I would get that one. I think I rented that one like three or four oh, yeah. times from the video store. You gotta because, like any movie where the there's a T Rex running around the gymnasium, yeah. your high school gym. You know, it's it's such a it is a good movie. You know, it's a. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that's that's our look back at 1984 in film. Honestly, I think we could probably, I think we should probably do a another music episode that's just singles that charted. That were big hits. I could see that because I was actually even just looking at like you know in in that last episode you know I I ran down the top this these were all the number one hits yeah. for the year well but but you start going over, a little deeper and you're going to see a lot of other bands that you know see here's the cool thing about Spotify mm-hmm. because I I subscribe to Spotify mm-hmm. is Billboard oh yeah does these huge top 100 songs of you know, whatever year. Right. And so I looked up the 1984. The top 100. The top 100. And it's basically everything that we just talked about. Plus. Plus. Um, I mean, it's a great playlist. Hold on, don't, don't, don't say anything because we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, tell us about your movies that you love from 1984. If there's anything that we didn't give enough love or maybe gave too much love to, uh, you can get in touch with us here. 
All right. Hey, guys, we want to thank you for listening and supporting us all this time. Just wanted to let you know we can be found on Apple Podcast at Project X Pod. Uh, we're also on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on Tuned In Radio. And hopefully we're going to be getting on some other platforms also. You can also get a hold of us by email at projectxpod at gmail.com. I've also got my own private one at bigdavexpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Project XPod, and there's also at Big Dave XPod. Uh, we're on Facebook at Project X Podcast, and we're on YouTube. We're starting to do some stuff on YouTube at Project X Podcast. So if you like us, please spread the word. You know, let your friends know. If you can't stand us, tell all your enemies. You know, we, you can torture them that way. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. All right, that's enough. Let's get on with the show. All right, bye. So anyways, I just wanted to say for both of us, I am Alan Smith. I'm Big Dave. Way to hit your microphone. <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm smooth that way. <laughs> That's why the sun shines all the time on me. So it's a... Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm Alan Smith. I'm Big Dave. <laughs> we'll see you next time. See ya. Uh, track listing. Wait a second. Dang it. Of course I picked up the one that has, it's the, the score. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the days where you get the soundtrack and then you get the score. Yeah. They don't really release the scores anymore, which is a shame on somebody. Hold on. I need some more coffee. <laughs> I gotta have some more coffee. For this. this is killing me. Uh, you know what? Sugar. I'm, yeah. While while uh, I'll entertain folks while you're looking at the. Yeah, we'll edit this. Uh, <laughs> that's what you say. That never happens. A little sugar. Billy Ocean. I'm drinking out of a Spider-Man mug. Yeah, I got a Southside Serpents over here, so it's. Oh. Discography. Uh, Little suddenly, come on. Suddenly, life has to be for me. This is going to be the worst podcast ever. There's of, beauty up above. Bunch of bad singing. Paper rattling in the microphone. Wake up and suddenly. Bailey's Kramer. You're in love. Oh, Imagine if this was a live radio show, folks. Maybe it wasn't on the... Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, you lied. I could have swore that he had one. He may... I don't know. If I find it, I'll drop it in here. So we can, you know. I do know that when the going gets tough was on the romant, well, on the uh, Jewel of the Nile. Because the thing is, is that that uh, uh, Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito and... Um, um, what's her name? Um... Turner, um, Kathleen, Kathleen Turner, Turner were all in the video. Yeah. You know, uh, they were like backup singers on stage with him, you know, and, uh, um, okay. Those, that was, that's gunshots. Yeah. I heard those last night too. Um, and that, that's like a nine mil or 45. Well, I'm sure we'll hear the cops show up here in a little bit. So, <laughs> Welcome to my neighborhood, everybody. Um, <laughs> wow. 
Last night I heard them also. You need to move to my neck of the woods. I have not heard gunshots around here in a long time. And now all of a sudden I've heard them twice in less than 24 hours. So, yeah. And, uh, anyway, so uh, you can see how casual I am about wow. it. <laughs> If this had been my house, I would have already had my pistol mm-hmm. and out the door trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, it's the neighborhood I live in. Um, we're not we're not quite gentrified yet. So. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Footloose. That's yeah. going to make the podcast there. Yeah. Oh, That's absolutely. Pretty That's interesting. Be... Um, <clears throat> you skipped the Flamingo Kid, well, man. Well, it was the Flamingo Kid. I mean, it's, I know. Um... I know. I'm trying to get through all of your chewing so I can edit it out. So. Sorry. Uh, the-